Thank you for standing by and welcome to the Nanosonics Full Year Results Conference Call. All participants are in listen-only mode. There will be a presentation followed by a question and answer session. If you wish to ask a question, please press the star key, then 1 on your telephone keypad. I would now like to hand the conference over to Mr. Michael Kavanagh, CEO. Please go ahead. Thank you very much and a very good morning everybody and thank you all for joining the call. I am joined here in Sydney by McGregor Grant, our CFO. Well, by now you will have seen our full year results which were posted earlier this morning and the 2018 financial year has been another great year of ongoing achievement and progress across all aspects of the Panasonic's business as we continue to establish our trope on technology as standard of care through ongoing strong installed base growth and importantly making a number of foundational investments to support our longer term strategic growth agenda. Um, I'll bring you through a couple of key highlights for the year then a, a bit of an overview of the, uh, the regions and then I'll open up for, uh, for some questions. So uh, moving to some of the key highlights, well as I mentioned we did have uh, continued strong installed base growth uh, of the Trophon technology and the global installed base increased 25% to 17,740 units by June 30th. And that includes 26% growth in North America where the installed base there at June 30 reached 15,620 and uh, very pleasingly 49% growth in Europe to 730 units. Um, certainly there was positive momentum continuing in the United Kingdom with the installed base of managed equipment service units or our MES units growing 146% year on year and I'll come back to the, the UK shortly. And very importantly the fundamentals for ongoing adoption <coughs> of Trophon, they continue to strengthen internationally and particularly in Europe with a, a number of new guidelines and supporting studies released uh, during the year and, and particularly in the second half of the year and more anticipated again this, uh, this coming financial year. Our next generation Trophon technology, our Trophon 2, which sets a whole new standard of care, uh, received earlier than anticipated regulatory approval in North America and Europe in April and June respectively. And this is a great testimony to the experience of our regulatory team and quality of our regulatory submission. Um, being earlier than anticipated, we were not ready for commercial launch at the time of approval as we had just commenced the introduction into manufacturing in April. But manufacturing for this device is now fully up and running and we have just commenced the commercial launch of the product this month as was uh, announced at ESX recently. So total sales for the year were 60.7 million or 62.2 million in constant currency. And while these sales were down on prior year, they do need to be looked at in the context of a number of important points, uh, including a transitionary reduction in capital revenue which was associated with the earlier than anticipated regulatory approval of Trophon 2. And this reduction in revenue, of course, was foreshadowed in the ASX announcement that we made in April when we announced the, the FDA approval of Trophon 2. And it's very much associated with distributors running down their inventory of, of Trophon EPR 
as they in the market prepare to transition across to Trofund 2. And of course, in addition, with any new product being announced, uh, a number of customers defer purchase until they see this new product, which uh, we certainly have experienced. And of course, we also now have a broadening number of selling models internationally, each with different revenue profiles that need to be considered, including our managed equipment service in the UK, where a growing number of Trophon units were placed this year with uh, no upfront capital revenue recognized. And likewise, we had an increase in, in the uh, rental models as well. So we don't get that upfront uh, uh, recognition of capital revenue with those models. The business, of course, is all about growth in the installed base, which we saw very nice growth, and then the ongoing annuity revenue that comes from this installed base associated with sales of consumables and service. And these sales of consumables and service were up 25% uh, in the year to 35.2 million or 36 million in constant currency. So overall, the resulting operating profit uh, before tax was 5.6 million, reflecting not only the revenue profile, as I just explained, but also an increase in OPEX of just over 15% or 5.6 million as we continue to make strategic uh, investments in our growth strategy across the business. Um, at June 30, our cash reserves were 69.4 million. That was up from 63 million June uh, 30, 2017, and this strong balance sheet uh, continues to support an active growth strategy that we are implementing as a business. And then as part of our geographical expansion goals during the year, we did appoint a business development manager uh, for the European Middle East region, where we have now signed a number of new distribution agreements uh, in the Middle East and also have active programs underway in Kuwait, Israel, as well as negotiations underway in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And we also now have active programs in Scandinavia and exploring opportunities in Iberia. In Japan, as previously noticed, uh, FY18 was very much positioned as a year of market development, in particular as Japan does not have high-level disinfection guidelines or requirements in place. And a key element of this market development was to conduct a local clinical trial to explore the levels of microbial contamination on ultrasound probes. And this study recently commenced at Jichi Medical Center, which is a large influential center in Tokyo. And whilst the study is not complete, and we hope to have everything complete by the end of this first quarter, the preliminary data is demonstrating very similar rates of microbial contamination on probes as identified in other international studies, which should definitely then support the development of high-level disinfection guidelines in Japan. And importantly, the business continues to make uh, strategic investments in our new product development program uh, with further increased investment anticipated in FY19. And these new products achieved uh, the milestones we had planned during the year. And as previously mentioned, we are targeting one or more new infection prevention solutions by the end of FY20, of course, 
or subject to regulatory approval. So there are just some of the key highlights for FY18, a very busy year indeed. But just a few comments on some of the regional operations, and then I'll open to questions. So in North America, uh, very pleasingly, the strong adoption of Trophon continued during the year, and the installed base there grew 26%, up from 12,400 units to 15,620 units, or an increase of 3,220 units for the year. Uh, of course, because of the earlier announcement of Trophon 2 in April, um, cu customers will have uh, deferred purchases until its availability, and we certainly did experience that. And importantly, I think, to put this installed base into context, now today in the United States, approximately, just today alone, approximately 47,000 ultrasound procedures will have been trophoned, or even more importantly, what that means is 47,000 patients will have been protected from the risk of cross-contamination because their probe was actually trophoned. And it's also great that trophon is now in all of the top 50 hospitals in the U.S. And, and pretty much all luminary sites in the U.S. And today, overall, uh, trophons in approximately 5,000 hospitals and clinics combined. And But there's now the opportunity to increase the number of units per facility as we go deep into all relevant departments in these hospitals and clinics. So. Overall, there's still very much a, a big opportunity ongoing in North America where we believe the overall total market opportunity is in the region of 40,000 units. So currently, we're approximately 40% market penetrated and growing quite nicely. And while overall sales were down in the region, and that was primarily associated with reduction in capital equipment, which I've already explained, and uh, the revenue associated with consumables and services was up 22%. Um, during the year, as part of our ongoing investments, we uh, appointed a new regional president for the region, uh, Mr. Ken Shaw. And he was appointed in the first half to lead our growing North American operations. And significant investment has been made in that region with North American resources headcount growing to 55 people across sales, clinical applications, service, finance, and distribution functions. And this investment is to support the ongoing growth of Trophone and also set up the necessary infrastructure for the uh, introduction of planned new products. And very importantly, at the very end of the financial year in, in June, um, an important study was published in the American Journal of Infection Control, or AGIC. And this study, which was conducted through the University of Louisville, uh, it surveyed infection preventionists nationally to identify surface ultrasound probe use across hospital departments and then the disinfection practices for these probes. And what the results of the study revealed was that, A, there was extensive use of surface ultrasound across the vast range of procedures and departments within the hospital system. However, there was significant non-compliance with guidelines for reprocessing these surface probes. And uh, the study 
um, which was published, as I mentioned, in the peer-reviewed American Journal of Infection Control, it concluded that there's an urgent need to review policies within the hospital to ensure best practice for patient safety. And we see this very much as a, a really important cornerstone for our ongoing growth because data like this supports what we internally call our go wide, go deep strategy, where the objectives of go wide are to have TROFOG placed in all relevant hospitals, which we're doing a great job with, but the objectives of go deep is to ensure that Trophon is in all relevant departments uh, that are doing semi-critical procedures, and that is a, a key focus for our sales force. And moving on to Europe, well, FY18 was uh, a really important year as we saw the introduction of a, a number of important new guidelines in the second half of the year, which would further stimulate growth in this region. You know, we had guidelines published from the European Society of Radiology, the British Medical Ultrasound Society, and the, the German Medical Ultrasound Society, or DAGEM. And in addition, a, a very pivotal study was published by Health Protection Scotland, uh, which demonstrated a very clear link between improper endocavity ultrasound probe disinfection and increased infection risk. So this was a population-based study that's really relevant internationally. And what the results showed there was for patients who, uh, patients actually, sh uh, that there was 41% more likely to have a positive bacterial cultures and 26% more likely to be prescribed antibiotics 30 days after a transvaginal scan when the probe was not high-level disinfected. And the numbers were even worse for transrectal scans. So as I say, this is like a, a population epidemiological type study that has relevance uh, internationally. And there's ongoing education as a result of that study um, taking place internationally now. The installed base in Europe, that was uh, grew quite nicely, up 49% to 730 units. And overall revenue in, U in Europe uh, grew 77%, with sales from consumables and service up 100%. And that uh, often, I guess, that does reflect the MES, or the Managed Equipment Service program that we do have uh, in the UK where uh, there was ongoing strong adoption of 146% uh, year-on-year in MES units in the UK. And as a reminder, under the MES program, Trophon Capital Equipment, which is owned by Nanasonics and remains on Nanasonics books, is placed in the hospitals and the facility pays an all-inclusive price for consumables in return for the use and maintenance of the capital equipment. And as I mentioned, the sales of consumables from consumables and service was up 100% uh, in Europe. In Germany, in April, we saw a new guidance from the German Medical Ultrasound Society. And this guidance now, along with the launch of Trophon 2, that delivers a number of very specific requirements for the German market, uh, we expect to stimulate good demand uh, in Germany in FY19. And in France, we also expect um, in FY19 the Ministry of Health to release guidelines for high-level disinfection. And this is on the back of the growing number of European guidelines, but also the results of a number of local studies, such as that from the French Urology Association, 
which identified that only 22% of respondents actually comply with decontamination requirements for transrectal probes. So um, a very big opportunity uh, over there, and uh, we're just awaiting those guidance from the Ministry of Health. And as I already mentioned during the year, we did, as part of our geographical expansion, appoint uh, European Business Development Manager John Stocks, and active programs are currently in place now in the Nordics um, as part of our European expansion strategy, as well as the Middle East, uh, including Kuwait, Israel, and Saudi Arabia. And finally, moving on to uh, the Asia-Pacific region, well, in Australia and New Zealand, as you know, Trofon has already achieved um, high market penetration, uh, which is a great demonstration of what's possible uh, when guidelines are in place. And the installed base did continue to grow during the year, and where there's now approximately nearly 1,400 units in the uh, the region, and uh, sales for the region were 3.3 million, with revenue associated with consumables and service up 22% to 2.8 million. And the, uh, the key focus here in Australia now is uh, the marketing activity activities are very much focused on ensuring all semi-critical ultrasound probes, that's all those, including all those surface transducers, uh, get disinfected in accordance with all the local guidelines, uh, which will further drive consumables revenue uh, growth moving forward. Uh, the Trophon 2 has not yet received regulatory approval from the TGA, um, but that is uh, currently all submissions were made. We're just awaiting those approvals. But once approved, it will launch immediately as uh, the product is available uh, from our manufacturing. And in Japan, as mentioned there, the, during the year, um, we did progress our engagements with the all relevant key opinion leaders and societies, but the most important thing was to commence the, the local uh, Japanese study on microbial contamination and probes. And as I mentioned, whilst the, the study is, uh, should complete in the, in the coming weeks, some of the preliminary data is definitely demonstrating very similar rates of microbial contamination on these probes as identified in other international studies. And this data then will be leveraged with the key opinion leaders and uh, societies uh, for the development and generation of guidelines in Japan. So a lot uh, going on internationally uh, for the company. In terms of outlook, well, in FY19, we expect continued positive growth in the store base in North America, uh, with FY19 adoption similar to uh, FY18. And the, we also expect GE North America to rebuild, now rebuild inventory of capital equipment upon launch of the Trophon 2. And with launch of the Trophon 2, uh, while it's not a major focus, we do expect to see uh, some upgrades uh, from our Trophon EPR device, especially for those units that are uh, five years old um, and five years plus uh, of age, which are, which are an important target for, for those upgrades. Adoption in Europe, we expect that to continue to grow nicely now, especially in, on the back of uh, all these new guidelines and the introduction of Trophon 2. In the UK, we're targeting new unit growth of 75 to 100% over FY18, of which we believe that uh, the majority of that will be very much skewed towards uh, the managed equipment service model. 
The new guidelines in Germany from Dagum, in addition to the introduction of Trophon 2, should stimulate much broader adoption now in Germany. And we do expect new guidelines coming from the Ministry of Health in France. And uh, in addition, as part of our geographical expansion, we'll also uh, exploring introduction into other markets, in particular uh, in Scandinavia and a number of the Middle Eastern markets that I've already mentioned. Um, we do expect the results of the Japanese study uh, in early Q2 um, this year and also the submission uh, for Trophon 2 uh, to the Japanese authorities is almost ready for submission so we do expect approval for our Trophon 2 device in Japan by the end of FY19. And of course, we do also um, expect to have continued investment in growth with our FY19 operating expenses expected to be approximately $53 million, um, including approximately $13 million in R&D, the majority of that directed towards uh, new product development. And beyond FY19, there are a number of important triggers for our ongoing growth. As, as mentioned before, we have in July 2019, our, our distribution agreement with GE Healthcare in the US will change to a capital reseller model, and that will result in a material increase in both sales and margin from consumables in North America from 2019. We do expect continued growth um, in a broader set of uh, markets, uh, and then certainly in all core markets as new guidelines continue to be released. and and also a big focus on the requirements for high-level disinfection of all semi-critical probes. And uh, there's a lot of educational activities happening internationally now to make sure that is very much understood and adopted. And of course, the ongoing development of our new infection prevention solutions, where we are targeting one or more new products by the end of FY20, subject to regulatory approval. So a lot of very positive indicators uh, for the business moving forward. So I'll stop there now and open to any questions. Thank you. If you wish to ask a question, please press the star key, then one on your phone, and wait for your name to be announced. The first question today comes from Elise Shapiro of Wilson's. Go ahead, please. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking the question. Um, just wondering if you could comment on the ASP of Trophon in the U.S. in the second half, and is that similar to what you saw in the first half? Um, look, the ASP in the second half, certainly in the in the um, final quarter, um, cognizant of the fact with the Trophon two, we did a number of deals um, with the with the Trophon EPR and this, a number of promotional deals with the, the Trophon EPR, which would have had the ASP slightly below um, the first half, but that was a, a transitionary thing and um, you know not something that, that we're planning on continuing. Got it. And um, can, you, can you comment a bit on the sales mix in the US? Um, did, did direct sales grow PCP? Yes, direct, our direct sales for the, the business in North America did increase, yes. Okay. Can you give any colors to the amount? So we've, we've not, we've not uh, broken out direct versus uh, GE sales, but needless to say, as, as our investments in our direct business 
um, continues to grow, well then the, the ratio of um, GE uh, sales, and that's GE growth in install base to um, to our direct business growing the install base, that's beginning to change. With And certainly our direct business did grow over the last 12 months. So did, did GE sales decline? So GE, well the overall, the overall revenue uh, or sorry, the overall installed base uh, came down for the reasons already explained, and by virtue of the fact ours increased, theirs came down a little bit. Got it. All right. Thanks for taking the questions. Thank you. Thank you. The next question comes from Matthias Smith of Canaccord. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Michael and McGregor. Um, good result, and uh, certainly in line with the guidance of the various drivers you've been uh, providing, so that's been helpful. I guess uh, just a few questions I have. Um, firstly, in terms of GE's uh, inventory, um, do they still have a lot of Trophon 1s or have they managed to clear most of those out during this quarter? Uh, they had a significant, if we look uh, at the inventory holding at the end of the last financial year compared to this year, they had a significant reduction in inventory, Matthias. And, um, so we're we're very much expecting in in the, the coming you know three to six months uh, all that inventory um, by GE. Okay, so 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 they still have a few few uh, of the old units that they'll be looking to place um, over the next three to six months. Oh yes, I mean, and I think we, we've not we've not um, to make it clear we've not obsoleted the the trope on EPR. Whilst we expect over time that the majority of units that, that are uh, sold will uh, transition across to the Trophon 2 device, there'll still be potentially a segment of the market that will continue to adopt the EPR. So, for example, hospitals that already have a large fleet of EPRs and just need a small number, well, then they may continue just with the EPR compared to hospitals that have a small number of EPRs and now need to get a large number of neutral funds as they expand into other departments, they may very well transition over to, to Trophon 2. And of course, the, the, we expect in part of our go-wide strategy, any new hospitals that don't have uh, Trophon at all, well then the waiting there should definitely be towards Trophon 2. But we, and time will tell with that. We, we need a few months. We're only Especially two weeks into it, we need a few months' uh, experience to see um, what that transition profile is going to look like. Sure. And and in terms of launching T2, I mean, um, are you putting it out at a, at a premium given that it's got all these new and fantastic features? No, it's certainly out there at a, a price premium. And that's on the basis, as you say, very much so associated with all the... Uh, the, the new features that are, are um, you know, built into the Trophon 2. And look, we are getting very, very positive response. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sort of tracking what we're seeing on on social media. There was a, a very nice one in, yes, I just literally just looked it up now. And if I can quote, there was a, a, an infection preventionist uh, who stated on, on social media saying, I've always been a fan of Trophon, and I have to say that I'm blown away with this upgrade. Sending probe and disinfection info straight to a patient's record is simply amazing and the ultimate in patient safety. So, you know, those sort of comments are, are coming through now on social media, and especially as the, the team 
are out there educating uh, customers about this new product. But all early indicators are customers are very, very pleased with the, the new technology and new features and benefits that it brings to them. I, I might need to upgrade myself. Um, just uh, a couple of questions around the transition to um, GE becoming a, a, a reseller. Um, I guess the first first one relates to um, the capital units. You said you said you expect them to be purchasing more units during this financial year, but presumably, um, as of first of July next year, um, they won't be wanting to carry much inventory. So most of the stuff that they purchase this year, they'd be looking to place during the financial year. Is that a reasonable assumption? I think. Um, I think GE. Um, are a very important and, and valued partner of Nanasonics, and uh, you know we continue to work very much together, and and they see ongoing opportunity, and and also you know realize that Tropon is the best solution for their customers. So even beyond um, July 2019, I think uh, the Tropon capital will still play an important part of all for GE, or you know, um, they we all but. You know, we also expect GE to um, be prudent about their working capital management in terms of how they do manage inventory uh, throughout this year and, and, and the years beyond. Um, but this year, certainly, they did run down their inventory quite a lot, uh, you know, leading up to the end of June. So certainly, uh, we expect that rebuild of inventory, but likewise, we expect that that inventory just to keep uh, turning over as they, they continue to grow their installed base as well. Okay, and and, and second question around that transition in, in terms of consumables. Um, are you able to give us any indication as to how, how what proportion of the consumables you're selling versus GE? And secondly, once that transition happens, would you be expecting the majority of consumable sales, if not all of them, to be held uh, handled directly by um, Nanasonics. Yeah, look, the the um, we've not spoken out specifically the the GE install base versus the direct install base. But needless to say, um, G of the the fifteen and a half thousand units or so in in the United States, a large percentage of that still is GE, considering the period of time they've been on the market and versus Nanasonic's direct operations coming into place. So there's, there still is a, there is a, a large percentage of that 15,500 or 15,600 units um, you know, the, with, with GE. In terms of the consumables, um, time will tell, but, but effectively um, what our expectation is is that whilst uh, GE will, there, there may be certain strategic customers that GE will want to continue to provide consumables to, and they've got the, the capability to, for ongoing provision of consumables to all their installed base. It's just the price that, uh, the transfer price that we will be charging GE for those consumables will increase. So over time, we'll get a feel as to what percentage of the GE installed base will be serviced directly from Nanasonics versus GE, but irrespective, there'll still be a material uh, increase in uh, revenue and margin for uh, Nanasonics in that price. Okay, and, and, and that would pretty much you know, kick in as straight away as anything straight away happens in FY19. 
Correct. I mean, they a lot to make, you know, depending on how much inventory of consumables CE is holding at, at that point in time, but certainly transition in across uh, FY19, uh, or sorry, FY20, 20, without a doubt. And, and two quick ones. Um, one, you've, you've uh, provided numbers around the yeah. number of patients who have been protected every year. Um, just doing some really dumb maths of taking that and dividing it by the number of units. So um, we're looking at you know, still around three, three and a half procedures per machine per day as the underlying Correct. rate. Yep. Correct. Uh, okay, and, and the final thing, um, the increase in SG&A. Um, is that, which is up 19%, 5 million this year, is that primarily expansion of the sales effort or is it a combination of that and, and also um, overhead at head office? Oh, it's primarily um, expansion of the sales office, uh, sales uh, infrastructure for the business, yeah. I mean, okay. so obviously as the business grows, there's some, you know, back office that needs to take place as well, but it is primarily focused uh, externally out in the regions. Okay, well that, that's great, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kavanagh. There are no further questions at this time. Okay, well again, thank you all for your uh, participation uh, in the call and uh, we look forward to continuing to deliver positive results for everybody. Thanks a lot.